Hello, hello. This is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Uh, very excited to be here and uh, talking with you. Um, today's topic is going to be a very fun one. It's uh, called Working with the Family. Now, I got this topic from a movie that I like called Fighting with the Family. And it's about a a brother and sister who try out for the WWE wrestling and um, the sister makes it and the brother does not. Uh, but I really like it because of the bond that the family has working together as a family. And that's the basis for this topic today. Now, for those of you guys just turning in for the first time or this is the first episode that you watched, uh, we base this podcast on the teachings of Mr. Miyagi and how Mr. Miyagi taught Daniel LaRusso in the Karate Kid movies. And one of the things that is said in the Cobra Kai series from Daniel LaRusso when he was talking to his students, he said, in order to fully learn Miyagi-Do Karate, you have to unlearn your misconceptions about what constitutes training. And that's the whole basis of what we're talking about here. Um, one of the things that, uh, that was the um, basis of this topic today, um, it has come to my attention that many kids don't work at home anymore. Um, this has been told to me by, by several people. And um, I think that that, that is something that uh, should change. Um, kids should, should help out the family at home. Um, there should be automatic chores that should be done for a working family. So, for example, uh, you know, uh, back in the, the older times, um, the uh, husband would work and the wife would stay at home as a homemaker. Uh, but those times have changed a lot. And uh, nowadays, it takes both the, the uh, dad and the mom working in order to uh, make a living. So... Uh, there's a lot of things, a lot of remedial things at home that need to be taken care of. And both parents working, that's very difficult. So kids do need to chip in, you know. So um, we're going to be talking about this today and how um, kids can do, especially younger kids. This, this one's going to be geared more towards younger kids and what they can do at home to help out their parents as well as how it applies to martial art training. So... Um, uh, for younger kids, um, this is something that um, that's not to be overlooked. Um, the concept of uh, uh, picking up stuff and moving it from one place to another. Okay, uh, a lot of this needs to be done in a in a household. Um, in fact, um, a lot of times, uh, one of the things that's funny about this is that uh, um, the uh, a lot of times with the kids, uh, especially in our house, what they do is they take um, stuff, they move it all over the place. So uh, stuff comes from the room and it ends up uh, in the kitchen or ends up on the countertops or ends up um, in the living room uh, or the family room. And, um, and uh, having to take all that stuff and go put it back is, is the fun part. So moving things from one thing to another uh, is very important. And one of the things that, that you gain by just, just doing that is you, you do get a lot of steps and you use your legs a lot when you do that. Uh, I know here at the, uh, the martial arts studio, um, I'm, uh, I fiddle back and forth all day 
uh, cleaning up stuff and putting stuff away. And I usually end up with a couple, like two or 3,000 extra steps just by doing that because I'm always kind of active. And that kind of uh, active um, movement is great for kids. So um, just the concept of moving things from one place to another um, to put it away is, is a very important concept. And also running errands for your parents. So if your parents need something, a lot of times they'll ask the, the son or daughter to go get it. Can you go get this for me? Uh, can you go out in the garage and get this for me? Can you go get the mail for me? Um, can you go get, uh, can you go take this, uh, this out to the garbage or, or so and so forth? So, which leads me to my next, my next point, uh, the next job is taking out the trash and recyclables. Uh, in our household, um, our kids have certain things that they're kind of responsible for doing. Um, and remember that the things that I'm telling you that our kids do is not necessarily what you have to do in your household. It's just to, just some ideas um, of what to do. So, for example, um, in our house, uh, Xander, my son, uh, he is um, responsible for taking out the trash and the recyclables. So anytime the trash or the recyclables gets full, um, I ask him, can you please take the recyclables out or can you please take the trash out? And he goes ahead and does it. Um, and then in return of that, the, uh, uh, our daughter Gabrielle is usually responsible for washing and putting away dishes. Now, we flip these roles every so often. We don't kind of stay to that model uh, just because um, I don't want to get into genderized roles of certain things, like the, like the woman does the dishes, so to speak. I, I don't like that. So sometimes uh, Xander will do dishes and put them away. And sometimes I'll ask Gabrielle to take the recyclables or trash out, so just to mix it up. But that's one job that the kids can definitely do. Putting away dishes, drying and putting away dishes, uh, they can do. Uh, even if your kids aren't, like I know when our kids were younger, they couldn't reach. Like for example, uh, Gabrielle was, is taller than Xander. Um, so we used to have her put the dishes away and then Xander would have to put the silverware away or the stuff that goes away in drawers. Um, that way he could still help out even though he wasn't tall enough to put the dishes away. Um, so um, another task that can be done at home for the kids, um, if you have animals at home, uh, we at our house we have uh, five cats and two dogs and the kids are responsible for feeding the animals. So if they get up early and first in the morning, they're responsible for feeding the animals. Now sometimes this can be a, a daunting task because um, we have five cats, so we have a couple cats that um, that are a little bit on the. They're a little bit bigger cat, so they tend to try eat their food and then eat everybody else's too. So, in order to do that, we have to supervise their eating schedule. So we we feed them in the morning and we have to supervise them eating their food so that uh, the big cats don't eat all the little cats' food. So, um, but they have different dietary uh, concerns like. Uh, uh, one of them we give special food to, and the other one doesn't like wet food. So Tiger, he doesn't like wet food, so he has to eat just dry food only. Uh, Oreo is the one that eats everybody else's food, so we have to make sure that he stops eating at some point. And uh, that usually makes him a more active cat too. So, And then our dog Frosty likes wet food, and our, our dog Panda uh, doesn't usually get it. So, um, But Frosty likes wet food better, so he, if you put it on top, then he won't eat the dry food. So... There's, I'm just telling you that just to be funny. They're, they're just different concerns that the animals have. So we have to make sure we feed them properly. And then um, that's a job that the kids can do and then uh, put everything away when they're done. So if you have animals at home, no matter what animal you have, you can make it the kids' responsibility to feed them. And not only does that help them from a martial art perspective, um, from you know working and being active, but also too about taking care 
of someone else. Um, so taking care of someone else is a very important um, life lesson. Okay, so, so that when the kids get older, they tend to treat people and their kids and their pets um, right um, and uh, with, with uh, love and compassion. Um, the next one is uh, the next work task that younger kids can do at home is cleaning your room. Now, this is something that all parents talk about, and uh, uh, I can tell you a funny story. When we were kids, uh, uh, I'm the oldest of six kids, um, so we had a lot of kids in the house. When we when we first uh, had our bedroom, um, it was the three boys shared one bedroom until we got the basement finished. Um, so one of the things that we used to do is we used to play in our room. Now, boys play hard, so we had toys spread out all over the place. And then what would happen is, is that we would drag the stuff. We'd start taking toys into the living room. Now, our mom would catch us as soon as we started doing that and say, uh-uh, no, uh no, uh no way. Uh, take those toys back to your bedroom. <laughs> We're like, why? And she's like, why are you bringing the toys out here? We go, because my room's a mess, and I can't play in there because my room's a mess. And then she would say, why don't you clean it? You know, so... Um, uh, that we she'd send us packing every single time. We tried because we wanted to spread out our uh, our fortunes to a nice clean uh, living room so that we could uh, start playing there fresh. And she would make us uh, uh, go clean it up. Now uh, we had a lot of toys when we were kids. Um, I'm not sure where my mom got them all. Uh, garage sales and stuff like that. We had a ton of toys. Um, we didn't pay full price for them. I know because we had a lot of kids. Um, but one of the things that I can remember from our childhood too is that uh, it's kind of funny is is that. Um, we had three boys in there. We had so many toys on the floor um, that um, mom would say that she's not going to come say prayers with us or kiss us goodnight unless we made a path. Uh, so we had to take, we had so many toys that we had to make like a little path to each one of our beds. There was a bunk bed, so uh, that was one path to the bunk beds. Um, and then we'd have little paths like about a couple feet wide for her to walk in to kiss us, to say prayers and kiss us goodnight. And then We'd have to clean it up in the morning, the next day, or whatever. But it, it was funny though, because uh, we had to do that several times uh, over our course of our childhood. But we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. But um, besides that story, kids should uh, should uh, focus on cleaning their room. So um, that's what parents, um, when you're when you're a kid, especially as you get to be a preteen or a teenager, uh, your your room is kind of like your home base of operations. So. Uh, you need to have your home base of operations kind of tailored to you. Now, our daughter takes this a little bit further than our son. She has it decorated a certain way, too. She takes pride in her decoration of her room, and she likes it as a place for her to hang out. So, um, anyways, we're going to ignore that. <laughs> I always think it's funny. I tell you, it. Um, I always try to turn off all the ringers before I start a podcast so that things don't ring when I'm uh, in the middle of a podcast, but... Oh, well, uh, you guys know it's real, right? So anyways, um, so cleaning your room is very important. It's a task that needs to be done. You help you Helping you organize your space and picking up your room is a job that every kid should be responsible for. Uh, as a parent, sometimes I've helped our kids to show them, like help them a little bit just to show them how they would get it organized so that they have some kind of plan. But otherwise, it's their responsibility, especially our older kids. They know already. Uh, it's their job to keep their room clean. So um, one of the things, uh, when we were kids, uh, uh, you guys have heard before that, that we were in the Boy Scouts. All, all three of us boys were. Uh, we got our Eagle Scouts and, and so on and so forth. But um, 
merit badges were something that uh, were quite difficult to get. People that aren't in the Scouts don't understand, but there's a whole list of requirements that they have to do in order for them to qualify and complete that merit badge. Now, each merit badge is kind of like a little mini seminar uh, of a topic that you have to explore. Um, now, one of the merit badges, the reason why I'm bringing it up for is called uh, Home Repair Merit Badge. Now, uh, when you took merit badges when, when in Scouts, there was a list of counselors, and the counselors had to be approved by the, uh, by the Boy Scout troop. Um, and I was a merit badge counselor for a little while uh, after I uh, graduated high school. Um, but um, um, they'd have people that were certified in those particular topics, whether it be something like um, uh, like physical fitness merit badge, I would be uh, a good good instructor, good counselor for. Um, but under the home repair merit badge, they always put down your parent. Okay, so they didn't have any specific counselor for that. They just had your parent be it. So what we did was is we went home with the merit badge requirements and we showed our father. Um, we said, look, you know, here's the home repair merit badge. Can you be our counselor for it? He said, of course. And then um, we had hardly anything to do because every single thing on that merit badge thing we have done before with our dad. Uh, as I pointed out before, we are the hardest working kids in our neighborhood. So we had done all that stuff with our dad before. Um, so it was a very easy merit badge for us to achieve because we simply had to go through and check the boxes off you know, have you, uh, you, know, you know, cut with, with a saw before? Have you built something? Have you, um, I'm not saying, I don't remember what the requirements were, but it was something like that. And like, have you, you know, done this, done this, done this? And we checked all the boxes and we were able to get that merit badge pretty easily. Um, so um, one, of the, one of the kind of, uh, we always have these, these topics, like today's topic is the working with the family, but you always have these internal topics they're going to kind of run through the rest of my podcast. We talked about country strong, uh, being, a, being a concept that we talk about, about being country strong. We also talked about um, uh, martial artist expression, which we're going to cover a lot more later on. But what I want to talk about today is since a lot of you guys um, that are listening that are younger kids can't do things yet like push mow the lawn you know, or pick up heavy, really heavy objects. Um, I'm going to introduce you to a, to a subtopic that will, that will go consistently through all of the, my podcast, and that is being an assistant to mom or dad. Being an assistant to mom or dad, okay? So when I was a kid, um, even teenager and so on and so forth, um, I had my bedroom downstairs in the basement, and my dad would come down there and ask me, hey, Craig, can you come help me with something, okay, uh, for a little bit in the garage or here or there, whatever. And 90% of the time I'd say yes or maybe even 80% as a teenage angst. Um, and then sometimes, you know, I'd already been through school and I did some kind of after-school activity, martial arts and or track or tennis. Uh, so I was a pretty uh, busy kid. Um, so I would be doing homework or studying at night. And he'd come ask me, hey, Craig, can you come help me out in the garage? And I would say, no, I got studying to do, Dad. Or, no, Dad, I got homework to do. And then my dad was kind of the dad where he kind of asked, but he kind of insinuated that I should. Um, so a lot of times I just, ah, screw it. I'm going to go help him anyways. So a lot, not, most of, 100% of the time I helped him anyways, by the way. I always helped him. There was very few things that I really had an assignment due the next day where I really couldn't help him. 
Now, sometimes my mom would come down, and uh, after I told him no, she would say something to me occasionally. Would he really need my help for a little bit? And she would talk me into it. But most of the time, I would I would do it just because um, I just, you know, sometimes actions speak, loud, speak louder than words, you know. Um, now, um, so I'd go out to the garage, and i help my dad. You know, usually we had a lot of cars to fix because my dad would find these junker cars, and we'd have to do brakes, um, my, my favorite thing in the whole world is getting, like, these old cars would have this rusted bolt that we could not get off. We put liquid wrench, we put WD-40, we cannot get this rusted bolt off. And maybe this is a Michigan thing, I don't know, because of all the salt and all that stuff on the roads and it would rust and corrode the cars, but we could not get this one rusted bolt off. And we'd have this pry bar, we'd have this big giant bar that, that, that you can, I can't remember what it's called, used to uh, break a breaker bar breaker bar so it was a really long wrench uh, so you had massive amounts of uh, of leverage on it and my dad didn't want to strip it he didn't want to break it off and he even took the blowtorch to, to loosen it up so that's that was one of my favorite things as a kid is trying to get that one bolt that once we get that one bolt off everything else is smooth sailing but he always wanted me to go out in the garage um, and my dad, he, he couldn't just, that's why that's one of my biggest reasons for wanting to do this podcast. If anybody wants to know the reason why I do this podcast is because of my dad, okay? Because he would give me the play-by-play on how to do everything. He would show me, like, this is what you do to take off breaks. And, and a lot of times, because I was a teenager, I just want to get back downstairs and, uh, and do my homework or, or study. So I said, yeah, yeah, Dad, can you hurry this up? Because I, I really need to go. I got stuff to do. And he would give me the play-by-play just like Mr. Miyagi and teach me stuff. Now... I don't regret any of that now because I know how to do virtually everything by myself because of my dad. All of it comes back to you. So helping your parents out now is really important, you know. Now, um, you know, we're in the Boy Scouts. We're on this, uh, uh, I remember this one time, this, 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 this one moment set me up for this for the rest of my life to, to understand my dad a little better. Um, we were at Philmont, New Mexico, taking a backpacking trip. And when you're talking, when you're in a backpacking trip, you talk about all kinds of things like life and and politics and and, uh, and religion and everything. You talk about everything when you're when you're walking because you're walking for ten miles ten miles a day out of the backpack. And one of these guys uh, named Larry, he um, we were talking about my dad. And I said, oh, I hate my dad. He always, always wants. I don't hate my dad, but I hate the way he always like gives me the play by play when we're doing work at home. You know, why can't we just get it done? I just want to get it done. And he looked at me and said, have you ever thought about that he just wants to spend time with you? And I, I, I said, you're right. You're right. He does just want to spend time with me, especially as a teenager trying to relate to your son. Now, I said before, you know, I don't get too choked up here. I don't get down in time here, but um, I always helped my dad. And I never had any regrets. Um, for many of you guys, um, don't know this, but my dad passed away about 18 years ago, so... That's why I'm motivated to do what I do. So, But with that, let's try and get to a lighter topic. <laughs> um, the martial art application to this. Okay, So when you're doing all these chores at home, these minor chores, um, one of the practices you can do is, is a step-step moving in your stance practice. So what you do is you... Um, since you've been working all day, you know, moving things from here to there or being an assistant for mom or dad, you want to make sure you have a nice square stance. Um, that always important because then you don't hurt yourself. You don't twist an ankle. You don't hurt your knee. You don't hurt your back when you're when you're picking up stuff. 
Um, so you make sure you have a nice square stance. And then you could do stance practice like we do in the studio here. So you move forward in your stance and you move backwards in your stance. In fact, uh, our white belt defense drill is based entirely off that, about learning how to move in your stance. So moving in your stance is very important. Um, another thing you can practice too, since you've been doing so many steps, is the walking front kicks with the rear leg. So once you're in your stance, you take a front kick with the rear leg. You put it down into a stance afterwards in front, and then you keep on use the back leg again, and you're switching legs each time you're doing it. So you're doing a front kick, and then doing another front kick, and it's as if you're walking forward doing front kicks. Okay, we do this moving basics in class uh, like that, but that's the easiest moving basic to do is the walking front kick off the rear leg. Now, another thing you can do too in, in practicing to not use your back is um, for martial arts is doing dodges. Now, you can do dodges by going straight down, you know, so you have your good stance, you bend your knees, um, your rear is out a little bit, and you uh, your head goes down. Uh, you can also practice looping dodge. In, in our martial art, there is a rear dodge and a front dodge. Now, the rear dodge goes from the front leg to the back leg, okay, then comes back up. The front dodge stays entirely on the front leg, and you bend both legs in an assisted squat to make that loop. So as someone's punching you, your head changes position. Now, for a defense perspective, uh, your head being in different positions is, is very important because people measure a fight, not measure like in um, like who wins, but by um, how effective you are, by where your head is. People watch where the head is. Wherever the head is, they think the body is. So when your head is dodging, it really uh, disorientates your attacker. So that's why dodging is so important, and it's a drill that you can practice um, at home to, uh, to get better at your martial arts. So for your martial art practice, I recommend you know, moving across the floor, step, stepping in your stance, both offensive movement, that means moving forward, or defensive movement, moving backwards. Also practicing the walking front kicks off the rear leg. Now for advanced students, you can also walk different kicks forward like a rear leg side kick or rear leg swing kick or rear leg heel kick you can also use some of those kicks um, the rear ones that switch the stance each time in a walking fashion to help you with your martial arts training now after you've uh, done your chores at home and you've gotten your steps and your stronger legs and you've practiced your martial art training one of the benefits is that you have made your house a cleaner and more organized place. Once again, what we're talking about here is learning martial arts through everyday work, thus creating life, increased productivity, and a better world. So I hope you enjoyed our podcast today in working with the family. And we look forward, remember we are on um, now on Apple, uh, Apple Podcast and Spotify, so you can subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. So everybody take care, and remember, this is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>